0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML.
1: A lot of focus on uh, provincial politics in Queen's Park today. Uh, well, because of the rapid fire announcements that have been coming out over the last couple of days and the speech from the throne that uh, we're going to talk about later on in the program. One of the other uh, major announcements yesterday, the Ontario government has uh, ousted Hydro One CEO. Uh, this is the $6 million man, of course, Milo Schmidt, that uh, Doug Ford talked about all through the campaign. Uh, Apparently, Mr. Schmidt is uh, taking, quote-unquote, retirement. We can talk about that in just a couple of seconds. Board of Directors are going to get turfed as well. But more importantly, uh, for an awful lot of people in this province, uh, they also announced the cancellation, of course, of the uh, Prince Edward County Wind Project. Uh, And uh, that's being hailed by an awful lot of folks that thought this whole wind energy program was a waste of time and money. Uh, but we're not sure about the cost on this and the ramifications. Joining us to talk about all of this is uh, Parker Glant, who is the Vice President of Wind Concerns Ontario. How are you doing this morning, Parker?
0: I'm pretty good, Bill. You?
1: God, not at all. Doing well. Doing well. Listen, I'm not surprised by the announcement because Mr. Ford talked about this, and I know through the course of the campaign, and there's always been some pushback wherever one of these wind projects is taking place uh, coincidentally, of course, the, uh, the one in Prince Edward County happens to be the riding of, uh, of the, the House leader that made the announcement. I'm sure that's just coincidence. But uh, your thoughts about the announcement and, and the ramifications of what may occur as a result of this?
0: Well, I mean, I happen to live in Prince Edward County, so I'm pretty familiar with the whole sure thing background on, uh, on that particular project, the WPD project. Um, it was challenged by there's quite a you know a number of active groups here in the county that uh, challenged that whole uh, uh issue whenever uh, the contract was announced and all the way through it. I mean it was announced back in 2009. Yeah. The government actually could have ca- canceled the project on several different occasions because the developer didn't do anything. I mean he basically let things slide and there's requirements within there was requirements within the Green Energy Act and the uh, the Feed and Terror program saying that if you signed a contract, you had to have it up and running by a set date and so on. And there's a process they have to go through you know, with the, uh, uh, what used to be called the MOECC, the uh, Ministry of the Environment and Climate Change, where they had to get approvals. And likewise, they had to get uh, notice to proceed from, from uh, uh, IESO as well. And uh, in this particular case, uh, there were the challenges resulted in the project being reduced from 60 megawatts uh, capacity down to 18.5 megawatt capacity, and it was related basically to what is known and has become fairly famous here, the turtle called the Blanding's turtle, because they they're you know they can be found in the county in several locations where these wind turbines were going to go up, and um, so they. ERT, the Environmental Review Tribunal, reduced the amount of uh, of number of turbines that could be erected in specific locations, and um, the IESO could have canceled that contract because they weren't going to deliver 75% of the original contract. They didn't cancel it. They let it go on, and then the company started uh, their activity and uh they were you know they were doing a lot of things out of uh compliance with the regulations that had been established in other words they you know they were given time frames when they could work and couldn't work but they ignored those they were uh, you know dealing with the county as well on the local you know road use agreements and that sort of thing they ignored those so they They've done a lot of things, if you will.
1: Was there a pushback from the community on that, quite oh, aside I've from the province? Pushback, yeah. So I, I've pushback. related to you that I, I, I was privy, obviously, to the big pushback in Collingwood about the uh, the proposed project up there. Right. Uh, and, and just about everybody, but, uh, well, everybody, I guess, up there, because the sitting member up there was a, an opposition member, uh, were opposed to this, and the government was trying to jam it through anyway. And it was right beside the airport. Well, not right beside, but close enough right. on one of the landing paths. Uh, they, they just seem to, to ignore logic and, and protest when these sorts of things happen. Because as you know, Parker, we've talked about this in the past, there are Initial reaction is no, we're committed to this because we need to, you know, produce uh, alternative energy. Then, when when they started to feel the pressure, well, they they changed the story to say, well, th- these are contracts we can't get out of.
0: Yeah, I mean, but they could have got out of this one on several different occasions, but they just basically ignored it. And then, of course, uh, I think you mentioned in yesterday's show um, when you were talking with the global uh, Queens Park fellow that uh, uh, the the whole issue about uh, you know, this particular one, uh, you know, has been touted now as costing $100 million bucks. Well, I can't see how the developer can get $100 million, uh, you know, w- uh, under a lawsuit. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.